Hey everyone, my name is George Niblock, and this is Christmas Around the World. This week, or today, as I should say, because I've already done two podcasts this week, but today we will be looking at how Christmas is celebrated in France. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast, because I... I'm enjoying making these for you guys. So, yeah. I have my a cup of coffee with some peppermint, peppermint mocha creamer in it. So, I'm really in the Christmas spirit. It's been cold here for the past few days. So, yeah. What it... And it's... November, so it's practically Christmas time. So, yeah, without further ado, let's get into today's episode of Christmas Around the World. Let's get into this. The website, like always, the website I will be using will be in the description of this podcast. So, if y'all want to know or read along with me what I'm reading, you can feel free to do that. But today, we will be learning about Christmas and friends. I don't know about Christmas and friends, so this is a learning experience for me too. So, yeah, let's get into this. In France, a nativity crib is often used to help decorate the house. French cribs have uh, clay figures in them. During December, some towns and cities such as Marseille have fairs that sell nativity figures as well as having the normal nativity figures in them. French scenes also have figures such as a butcher, a baker, a policeman, and a priest. So, sorry if, like, how, like, how I say it in the other podcast, I'm sorry if I, like, get a French word wrong or a word from a different country's language wrong. I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm just uh, trying my hand at it to see if I can get it right. Uh, in French, well, yeah, one of the biggest Christmas markets in Europe is held in Strasbourg in northeastern France. In the Alsatian language, it's called Christkindlmark, or I hope that's how you say it. Just to remember, the, like, me, the way I say these words probably are not the same way it's pronounced. Yule logs made out of cherry woods, wood, well, cherry wood, are often burned in French homes 
An old tradition is that the log was carried into the home on Christmas Eve and sprinkled with red wine to make the log smell nice. That would smell nice. When it was burning, there is a custom that the log and candles are left burning all night with some food and drink left out in case Mary and the baby Jesus come past, come past during the night. So that's a cool... Uh, Cool. So they leave food, they leave uh, the food and drinks out for Mary and baby Jesus. And I mean, uh, having the logs and candles burning all night seems like a fire hazard, but who am I to judge? In France, Father Christmas, Santa Claus, and or Saint Nick. Saint Nicholas is called Pierre Noel. I have heard that before. In eastern France, he is accompanied by the Père Fouetteur? A man dressed in black. He might be the same person as Zorot Piet or Sudi Piet or Rowit Piet. I know... Yeah, they're... I forgot where it was. Trying to see, because in one of the countries, but I can't remember which country it was, uh, it was uh, about the, I think it was Iceland? I could be wrong. I could be wrong, though. Oh, no. Uh... Well, that's not it. Well... Well, we don't have to... We can just say it's in one of the countries. Den... No, not Denmark. Oh... Whatever. Uh, but... Yeah, I'm... Well... Yeah, let me look it up and then I will... Come I found it. It was Christmas in Belgium. It was in Belgium. Uh, Zort Piet means Black Peter. Sudi Piet means Sudi Peter. And Rowet Piet is Chimney Peter. And they are Santa Claus, uh, Santa's assistants, assistant. So, Pierre Noel, uh, so might be the same person. So, Le Pierre Fouettard. Um, don't think. Now that we read that, now we get into what what a lot of people look forward to for Christmas. One is family, and the thing we're going to be reading about is the food that's eaten on Christmas. I always like learning about what other countries eat, what their traditional meal is for Christmas. The main Christmas meal called 
Ravillion, I hope I say that right, is eaten on Christmas Eve or early Christmas morning after people have returned from the midnight church service. Dishes might include... So, in another one of the podcasts, I did... I think it was the Monday one, or it could have been the Tuesday one of this week. There was one that was talking about the midnight church services. Dishes might include roast turkey with chestnuts or roast goose, oysters, foie gras, lobster, venison, and cheeses. For dessert, a chocolate sponge cake log called Bouche de Noel is normally eaten. So that's like the Yule log that you uh, usually eat the uh, chocolate cake that's shaped like a log. Another celebration in some parts of France is that 13 different desserts are eaten. All the desserts are made from different types of fruit, nuts, and pastries. Epiphany called Fête de Rois in French is also celebrated in France. On January 6th, a flat almond cake is eaten called Galette des Rois. The cake has a toy crown inside and is decorated on top with a gold paper crown. So I'm gonna read from another website. So let me load that website in and I will be back. Okay, these are some facts about uh, about Christmas in France. The first mention of the word Noel is attested in France in the early 12th century. According to legend in the 12th 23, St. Francis of Assisi, Assisi created the first Christmas crib before midnight mass. The scene was performed by actors, villagers from, or villagers from Grecio, Italy, and real animals were part of the event. The first crib was therefore, were therefore nativity plays. So I didn't know this. I didn't know it, the whole history between the word Noel. In Asach, the old Asachi or Asach, the oldest mention of the existence of a crib set in a church is for uh, fort or 1420 is kept in Haguenau. Like I said, I'm not fluent in French. Chris, uh, now, Christmas facts about the Christmas trees. The first mention of a Christmas tree cut down in the forest to be raised inside houses is kept in the municipal archives of Celestat. It occurred on Christmas 1521. Strasbourg Christmas tree on the place Kebler is considered to be the tallest in France, and one of the tallest in Europe. Now, facts about Christmas markets. In France, Christmas markets translate to March de Noël. 
In some cities, this name is replaced by Village de Noel. This is the case for the Christmas market in Comor, which consists of five Christmas villages. The oldest Christmas market in France is the one in Strasbourg, the capital of Asace. Then part of the Holy Roman Empire has uh, has been holding its uh, Christkindlmarkt since 1570. Man, that's that's a long time. Only a few French cities display display a giant Christmas pyramid in their Christmas market. Metz, Eras, Calais, and Nice. Towards the night of Christmas. For many families in France, France 20, the 24th of December or Christmas Eve is a two-part event. A hectic day of preparation and a festive evening around Christmas Eve dinner. Le Réveillon de Noël. Before the appearance of Father Christmas, it was little Jesus, le petit Jesus, who distributed assurance, try to do a French accent, because I feel like me trying to do a French accent is sort of like disrespectful to the French language, who distributed presents in Paris and in France, except in Asache, Lorraine, and Flanders. In Asache, there are several gift distributors, Father Christmas, of course, but also St. Nicholas and Chris Kendall. Uh, Christmas has become the time to exchange gifts with your family. The French National Statistics Institute Estimates that people spend 2.5% of their annual income on Christmas presents. This represents a two-thirds of their present presents budget. Christmas carols in France. The oldest Christmas carol in Germany dates back to the 9th century. It was composed by the monk Ottfried of uh, Wismbrough. Wismbrough, a town now in France, considered the first German language poet. In France, the oldest surviving hymn date from the early 16th century is Entrez-Lur... I can't pronounce that, but yeah, the hymn date dates back to the early 16th century. In France, the song Petit Papa Noel, performed by Tino Rossi in 1946, was a popular hit when it was released. The song still holds the French record for sales of single. So, yeah, that's all, unless I can find another Wait, uh, I'm gonna, I found something about the, like, the, what they call Santa Claus, what, uh, the history behind that, so, yeah.
Okay, so this is the history of Santa Claus or Father Christmas dates back to the 4th century when a priest from the area that is now Turkey came on the scene. He was known for his generosity. I want to... Hold on. Uh, yeah, hold on. Um, he is known for his generosity and is said to have performed miracles. He eventually became Saint Nicholas, the protector saint of children. The legend evolved over the centuries that on December 6th, Saint Nicholas would descend from the sky on his donkey or sometimes on a white horse, Go into houses by way of the chimney and leave gift for well, gifts for well-behaved children. The children would leave their shoes in those days wooden clogs called sabots by the fireplace with some carrots or apples for Saint Nicholas Donkey, who was called Guy uh, G U I, meaning mistletoe. A guy would eat his snacks and then St. Nicholas would leave some sweets in the shoes for the children to discover the next morning. Sometimes he was accompanied by a less kind char character, Father Whipper, Pier Fortorad. So I guess Pier Fortorad would be what we think of Krampus now, who would punish the bad children. The donkey, this donkey riding the saint, was the forerunner to the Santa Claus we know and love today. The present-day version of Santa Claus started to take shape in New York in the early 1800s. A book was published as a New Year's gift for children, which contained a poem called Old Saint, uh, Santa Claus. Center Claus being the Dutch name for Saint Nicholas. In the poem poem Santa Claus was a uh, old man who delivered gifts to children on a sleigh pulled by reindeer. I know this is the whole history of Santa, but I'm just going to read down until it gets to uh till it gets over uh, Father Christmas arrives in French. Well, no, instead of, yeah, I will read the whole page because it's about uh, Father Christmas arriving in French and what he, what goes on there. Uh, where was I? Oh. In 1823, the poem, The Night Before Christmas, firmly embedded the image of St. Nicholas or Santa Claus in the American imagination. So, everybody knows the poem, The Night Before Christmas. I used to read that every, every Christmas. Uh, this poem gave the reindeers their names and made St. Nicholas a jolly chap with a little round belly that shook when he laughed. Like a bowl full of jelly, Thomas Nest, an illustrator for Harper's Weekly Magazine, drew a series of illustrations 
for Christmas based on these ideas um, and gave a the public a real glimpse of Santa Claus. Nash is also responsible for establishing Santa's home as the North Pole. So thanks to Thomas Nast, we... So if Thomas Nast, Nast didn't uh, draw that illustration, we wouldn't have uh, known, wouldn't, I mean, it's just weird how if they didn't draw the picture of Santa Claus, we wouldn't have, we would have probably, probably had a different picture in our mind of what Santa looked like. But the real public relation boost for Santa came in 1931 when Coca-Cola gave Haddon Sundblom the task of finding a symbol for their Christmas advertising campaign. He looked to the earlier illustrations of St. Nicholas accentuated his jolliness and dressed him in red and white, the colors of Coca-Cola. Man, I didn't know that. I mean, I know Santa Claus is, Coca-Cola uses Santa Claus every Christmas, the picture, but I didn't know they use, they dressed him up in red and white because of Coca-Cola. Oh. Up until this time, Santa had a variety of clothing in his wardrobe. He has been seen in many outfits, including the now famous red suit with white fur and patriotic stars and stripes. But because of Coca-Cola's very effective marketing, this, their version of Santa Claus became the American Santa Claus. Father Christmas arrives in France. The Miz of the Santa who came to France after the Second World War, along with other American products such as Coca-Cola and chewing gum. He's known in France as Pierre Noël, Father Christmas, and he brought with him the commercialization of the Christmas holiday. The Catholic Church, which was still quite strong in France, took a dim view of this jolly fellow's arrival. Up until the 1950s, the nativity scene had been the symbol of Christmas, and they wanted to keep it that way. The religious leaders were especially upset by the fact that Pierre Noel and his Christmas tree were allowed in French schools, while nativity scenes were banned. France being uh, a country where church and state are separate, allowing no religious symbols in the school, but since neither Père Noël nor Christmas trees were religious symbols, they were permitted. Feelings ran so high that in 1951, an effigy of Père Noël were burned in effigy in front of the cathedral in Dijon, Burgundy. It didn't stop the colorful character popularity, popularity growing in France. Father Christmas French Post Office Department. Today, Father Christmas is known and loved all over the country. He even has his own department in the French Post Office to handle all the letters received 
at holiday time. The position Secretary of Father Christmas were created was created in 1962 in the Dead Letters Department of the Post Office in Paris. Today, all letters addressed to Pierre Noël go to Lerburn in the southwest France, where each and every one is answered with a postcard by law. A staff of... I, see, I didn't know any of this. I didn't know that Coca-Cola was the one that gave Santa Claus the white and red outfit, and I didn't know that uh, that the French had a whole department in the postal service for Christmas letters or letters to Santa. That's a really cool. That keeps the magic alive in the holidays. A staff of 60 secretaries handles his correspondence, and in the years since the department's creation, the number of letters have gone from 5,000 to 1.4 million letters and emails per year. No matter what address is on the letter, it will end up in the hands of Pierre Noel's secretary. The first postcard said, My dear child, your nice letter brought me joy. I am sending you a picture of me. You can see that the postman found me. He is quite clever. I get lots of requests and I don't know if I can bring you what you asked for. I will try, but I am very old and sometimes I make mistakes. You have to forgive me. Be good. Work hard. I send you a big kiss. Pure Noel. That's really cool. But the world is changing and Father Christmas has to keep up with the times and in 2009 the postcard was updated. Now children are invited to go to Pierre's Noel website to play interactive, ga interactive games and send an email with a list of desired gifts. But for those who still want to write letters, big red special delivery boxes, po Special delivery post boxes appear around French cities at holiday times just for those letters to appear in Noel. Yeah, it. I mean, I've never sent a letter to Santa before, but I mean, it's just a staple of the Christmas season for kids to go out and send a letter to Santa write a letter to Santa, I'm, and I'm seeing, like, a lot of kids nowadays, well, I shouldn't just say that, but a lot of them didn't get a chance to grow, uh, grow up believing in Santa. They was told from a young age that Santa wasn't real, and I don't think that's right. I mean, I know kids are going to have to grow up someday, but let kids be kids. Let them believe in a man in a red suit. If if that would be, be getting them to be good, getting them to behave and not be like, a brat, or, yeah, but I'm like, let kids believe 
I mean, a them believing in a man in a red suit, a, a fat man with a red suit, bringing them gifts. Let them. It's not hurting anybody. So why tell them there's no Santa Claus? Just, just let them be kids. So yeah, that's all I have now. Yeah, that's all I have for today's episode. I hope y'all enjoyed. This was this and all the other episodes I've done has been a really especially this year because last year I would take notes and I would just read what I want and that was boring but doing this by reading the stuff out us reading it out together it's been really good I really enjoy doing that. So, I hope y'all enjoyed. The next episode will come out Monday. Because I'm doing uh, one episode every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. That's my schedule now. I might bump it up to four days. Depending on if I, if I feel like it. But for now, it's just going to be three episodes a week. So, yeah. I hope y'all like it. If y'all want to message me, my Instagram page is at ChristmasHounder98. Tell me what you thought of the the podcast. And give me a follow if y'all want. If y'all want to. Like I said, it's at ChristmasHound98. And all the pages that are, well, the whychristmas.com, uh, the page I read, I read from every week that tells about all the different countries. I don't know how accurate this information is, but if it's not accurate, y'all can message me on Instagram. Uh, but, yeah, I will leave the website down below in the, uh, in the description of the uh, podcast. Yeah, I hope everyone have a fantastic Thursday, and, uh, talk to you Monday.